The following podcast may contain explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, welcome back to The Wages of Cinema. I am Jack, and once again, we have the local vocal series. Uh, now this is kind of a, a, a little special treat that we're going to give you. This is going to be kind of a two-part episode. And uh, I'd like to first start off uh, by reading something. Now this might sound unprofessional. I might sound like I'm about to fail the class if I had a, a class on this subject. But so to give a little bit of context, uh, I just want to actually read of all things the first paragraph on a page from Wikipedia. And uh, it's called The Secret Court of 1920. The Secret Court of 1920 was an ad hoc disciplinary tribunal of five administrators at Harvard University formed to investigate charges of homosexual activity among the student population. During two weeks in May and June of 1920, the court headed by acting dean Chester Noyce Greenow conducted more than 30 interviews behind closed doors and took action against eight students a recent graduate, and an assistant professor. They were expelled or had their association with the university severed. Two of the students were later admitted. The affair went unreported until 2002. And it's with that that uh, that I'm talking with uh, two people today about a new play that is going to be opening in New York City in in just a few weeks. Uh, It's called Veritas, and I am pleased to have on the show... Uh, once again, uh, returning guests are uh, Matt Steiner and uh, Stan Richardson. Hi, hey, welcome. Hello. Hello. Yes. Uh, so I should also mention that Stan uh, is the writer of the play, right? Yes. So yeah. So um, I guess just to give us a little background. So how? Uh, so you originally, you actually wrote this play years ago, and it already was on stage, right? Yes, I wrote it in 2007, and uh, then there was a production of it at the uh, New York International Fringe Festival in 2010, and so we're uh, bringing it back in a very different kind of production, um, now produced by uh, by the representatives. But Matt, um, I wrote a part for him, and so he's been doing the show since 2007 as well, in every sort of uh, workshop and oh. production uh, of it. So when you say you wrote it, you you wrote a role, you wrote a role for Matt. And this was going back years ago. So were you in Veritas before, or is this the first time? Yeah, yeah, I did uh, one of the original workshops of, of Veritas in 2007. And this is this play is really the first time that Stan and I worked together in a really collaborative way and really kind of built the foundation for the representatives, which we ended up forming years later in 2012. Yeah, yeah. Because Well, I remember when I talked to you about that, that was, uh, you had been like doing some little plays, but this was part of your uh, effort sort of idea that you're, that, you know, I'm just going to do this thing and uh, and we're just going to try this new way of performing and, you know, hopefully it works and uh, but 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 Veritas was different though because that was actually part of a, a production like actually as you say the Fringe Festival. Yeah, Veritas was produced traditionally at the Fringe Festival in uh, 2010, and uh, we had been returning to it over the years um, mm. in workshops and readings and and productions, oh, okay. and uh, we had been wanting to do 
uh, we, we had been wanting to continue to, to have it produced, um, but then we, after we formed the representatives, we thought, oh, now that we have this company and this way of working, perhaps yeah. uh, we bring Veritas back as a representative's production. And then we started really brainstorming, uh, what does that mean? Yeah, part of, part of what uh, we really enjoy with the reps is since it's a, a playwright, actor-centric uh, company, mm. um, we, we, uh, casting is a very exciting thing to us. So we really try to focus on, I mean, in most of our projects, I write I write them for specific actors and in some cases specific uh, spaces. And so uh, with this production, we really wanted to um, cast it with just the actors that we've been wanting to work with for a very long time, irrespective of how much they appear to be uh, 20-something-year-old uh, mm. you know, Harvard students who would, who, are, who would graduate from Harvard in the, in the 1920s, basically, yeah. you know. Uh, we were we did away with the idea of of literally having every cast member appear to be an uh, late teens, early twenties year old uh, white person. Okay. White uh, man. So so this casting process, so it was it's also part of the evolving nature of it. It's not just the play itself is going through workshops, but is it no. also the idea of the cast as well? Oh oh, certainly. So Stan had uh, a. a approached me a, a while ago with the idea of returning to Veritas and mm -hmm. and he had said yeah let's I think I want to do Veritas again but um, I think I want to cast it with a bunch of people that we've we've always wanted to work with mm. um, and what we ended up with is a very diverse cast uh, diverse racially diverse okay. in terms of age and also in terms of uh, ability hey guys Jack here um, just uh, filling in here for a second that uh, the clip we're about to play uh, is actually from a rehearsal that was going on uh, just a little bit after uh, I was recording uh, now the sound uh, may sound a little bit far away at times uh, actors were talking uh, in different parts of the room um, so just keep that in mind when you hear the following clip uh, or three windows right now I'll take a look at what we're doing and then we can make an adjustment but right now this is this is a space this aisle that aisle was a space and this audience is a space oh I see yeah this may change technically, but right now when we're doing it, that's where you're moving to. Mm -hmm. And if you'll remember, I can be you for a second. We were, so the names are the same, but we were specifying it that it's almost like this, the military like, oh, okay. snap. But I still think it's, it's with that fear, right, that we're playing with. And you can still have your variations. You're each going to have your variations on that. Mm -hmm. But I think we said it actually was helpful if it, it, it is the snap, too. Can we try moving from position to position first? Or yeah. Or are we gonna are we gonna be this close also? This is oh, good question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You want to give us a gap? I I know. I, right now it's still a little. Okay. Or, or actually, is there any information we can offer to see how close or far they can be? They can't go too far. I think they'll start to wander out of the light. Um. Other than, I I like the close thing. Yeah. Um, so I think close, but like we said, not touching. Just to catch up in the space. And as we come back into the interview, I asked uh, Matt uh, after he brought it up uh, about a deaf actor that is in the cast. A deaf actor? Yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, 
before I get to other things, so what was what's that process been like? Did you just meet at an audition and it was just like, okay, I want to work with you right away? Most of these people we either knew already or uh, they came highly recommended to us. Okay, so were they uh, part so of previous productions of the reps? Um, or they're uh, all new? No, a couple of them had been in previous productions okay. of, of ours. Uh, John McGinty, for example, is the, the deaf actor. Uh, okay. He had worked with us um, as an ASL translator on a, a workshop of a play of mine at the our, during our very first uh, year as the representatives, a play okay. called Ramona Clay. He was our ASL translator for that. Oh. And um, I also knew him to be a very talented actor. And mm. so I had for a long time thought, like, okay, am I going to write a role? Am I going to write a deaf role? so that we can be working with him. And when we started thinking about, you know, casting this production non-traditionally, we thought, well, we've been wanting to work with John for years. Mm. So let's just have him be one of the roles. And his, you know, his I identity, you know, and what, what he's, uh, the way in which he needs to work um, as, a, as a deaf actor, let's let that inform the theatricality of what we're doing. Yeah, so it sounds like, yeah, it's a very theatrical piece, which you know, is in keeping very much with uh, a lot of these representatives' productions. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the previous one that you guys did, uh, uh, Cut the Shit, I mean, that that broke a lot of boundaries. I mean, when I watched that, I was just thinking, okay, you're, there are, who, who cares about rules? Everything <laughs> seems to be just kind of broken down and you're, you know, literally having, you know, because in that play you're each addressing like quarters of the audience at one point. Well, that's really interesting that you bring that up because uh, I think we're always trying to do something different, right? With each yeah. with each show, we're always uh, obviously trying to keep the audience entertained, but we're also trying to keep ourselves entertained, <laughs> and we're always really trying to hold ourselves to the standard of is this the most exciting thing that we could be doing right now? Yeah, and I would definitely say Veritas uh, is, um, but in particular. Uh, going back to the the idea, yes, during Cut the Shit, um, Stan had specifically wrote this scene where four characters are performing four different monologues at the same time for different quadrants of the audience. Yeah. And that idea of uh, an individual performance or this private performance really is, is in line with, uh, as you know from seeing all of our works, we really like to close the gap between mm -hmm. audience member and theater maker. Yeah, you know, we're not necessarily pulling you on stage and, and having you act, but we're always trying to challenge the the conventional idea of that that separation and see yeah. how close we can bring the audience uh, to the to the creative fire. And we're, we've certainly thought of new and different ways to do that in in Veritas. Oh, so even so, Veritas is like that's so. When you talk about theatricality, this is even taking kind of another leap with from Cut the Shit. Well, yes. Yeah, so this is our, our first uh, public performance. All of the other performances yeah. have been, um, you know, invite only, yeah. and uh, yeah. And I, so this one is the first one that we're actually going that we're actually sort of beginning to advertise and, and reach out to larger groups because it is it is going to be a larger audience. Uh, but part of the uh, what what is shaping the theatricality of this production is that we're figuring out even with a larger audience how do we maintain the connection with. Uh, with with each individual in the audience. Okay, yeah. So it's you know you, you still want to keep up that kind of experimental sense of play, that sense that you know not only is there we're breaking the fourth wall, we're breaking all the walls. Like all the walls are just thrown out the window. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know from 
from being at the apartment place, you know, usually our audiences, they can range from, I think the smallest one has been 19, because that's literally all we could cram into an yeah. apartment uh, per night, between 19 and, and 35. And so yeah. this will, you know, definitely be a larger audience uh-huh. uh, for us, but in comparison to other theater pieces, it still mm-hmm. is a relatively small audience. But like Stan said, kind of the, the challenge and, and the joy, one of the joys of working on this is yeah. is thinking, how do we grow, but yeah, still maintain that personal connection and that sense of intimacy, because yeah. I think that has been something that we've really developed that has become a signature style, is, is the idea of a hyper-intimate performance and having the audience engaged, whether it's physically, intellectually, or emotionally, in a closer way and in a more vulnerable way than they are used to being involved. Sure. Yeah, it's creating an intimate epic. An intimate epic. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, um, that, and that takes me back to when I saw Bazarov. That, that was definitely an intimate epic in a yes. big way. Uh, you know, again, even though it was in a loft, it still felt like we're all in this kind of together in a manner of speaking. A- absolutely, and I think this, I think this will uh, have a, a similar... Uh, feeling to that and and um, in an even more uh, ex- extreme way but that, also also touching on so uh, who is in it because we we're talking about uh, people who have been in productions and, and their relationship sure. to the representatives uh, Marquise Rodriguez who is in Dead Black Temp uh, okay. is in this as well cool. and also uh, different actors uh, John Garrett Greer Luis Moreno um, I'm trying to think of, of the other ones that Chris Harrell they have uh either like seen all of the plays or volunteered or done different readings. So so Stan is right. This is truly a group of people that we have always wanted to put in a, a, a play. Just the opportunity hadn't uh, come up. Oh. So then, you know, uh, it was Stan who, who thought of it, and, and we had discussed, well, wait a minute. Why don't we just put them in this play and let that inform <laughs> The type of yeah. the type of play, and I think what also excited us about that idea is it comes at a time when uh, you know you know race and and ability and gender and gender identity is being talked about in in the country and, and homosexual rights. Yeah, and homosexual rights, and and it um, it's exciting to not play by the rules, especially yeah. when the rules uh, limit. Uh, yeah, really talented in- individual. Now, uh, talking about history for a second. So, Stan, how did uh, how did you first become aware of this story? Like, did you did it just was it kind of a story kind of couched away in a newspaper? Had you been interested in this sort of thing for a little while? Well, I mean, it was it was uh, national news in like two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah, uh, sorry, okay. when 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 this story I, I say broke. because I, I kind of missed it, unfortunately. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was. It was not. It's still strangely not widely known. I mean, I, I don't have a right. since I've been uh, with the play for so long. I I don't always have a perspective on on yeah. you know on how widely this the historical uh, facts are known. Yeah. And so it's like I, yeah, I, Harvard, 1920, right? Don't you know it? Well, what? You well, don't? just <laughs> as an addition to that, before Stan goes into the history, we recently went to Harvard oh. to meet with a, a LGBTQ oh. group of law students and uh-huh. were surprised that they mostly did not know ah, so there's that it almost, even happened. So there might be a little bit of sense that there's still, even if they say, oh, well, now everybody knows about it, there's still a little bit of that repression of the facts, you could say. Yes. Yeah, correct. So, 
And, and so the, uh, my work on Veritas began uh, largely uh, because a, a director had approached me and said, hey, would you write a play about about this topic? Okay. And um, we gathered together uh, 10 actors, and um, I, as I do with, with all the representatives' plays, mm -hmm. with, with that play, um, I wrote each part for a specific person, and I and I tailored it around them. And and as with all the other representatives productions, I I wrote it in about a month and a half. So <laughs> yeah. um, yes, yeah, so it, it was a very sort of in, intense uh, uh, page to stage process. Page to stage, yeah. And then um, over 2007, uh, it was workshopped at, at Columbia University. It was workshopped at Classic Stage Company. And, uh, and and Matt had started working on it in its second – or no, at Classic Stage Companies when Matt had started working on this uh, – on, on Veritas. Mm. And, uh, and so you, you, it was always that, that – the kind of uncovering the story and showing like all of the – the parts about it that you know sometimes people in the in this country they they can't really face you know that that homosexual identity and that that issue and so some of that you know I, I imagine is in this play well i'm i i've always been writing for you know an audience of 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 my peers and by peers i also think geographically you know and uh -huh. i think i you know i'm like the theater here is Manhattan-centric, and most of the people who are going to the theater here would agree that what happened to these young men, the way that they were persecuted, uh, was wrong. Mm -hmm. So that was not really the, that's not really been the focus of, of Veritas exactly. Okay. I've, I've removed, I, I chose to only write about the young men okay. who were persecuted and not to write about the court. I mean, the court still appears in there sort of as a figure. But the characters, the main characters, are the ten young, ten of the young men. So you're taking it specifically uh, to that personal level. Let's look yes. at these people. Yes. What were they like? What were their hopes? And what, their what fears? Do, yes. What did I imagine them to be? Because we don't know very much about about okay. the young men actually, and and how they were connected. Mm. So I, you know, created a lot of the connections uh, uh, between them. Okay. Uh, just sort of based on imagining beyond what little historical facts we have. And I, I was very interested in, um, in watching how the young men, how I imagined the young men uh, survived based on um, what, what happened to them in the future, you know, like whether they, whether they were readmitted as two of them were, uh, and what their life, what I know of their lives after, uh, after they were either, um, you know, removed, removed from Harvard entirely mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, or at least suitably punished and brought back in. So um, the play is really about you know how a community of people uh act when they're in survival mode mm, okay so that's that was really the focus for you then and that what what made you keep coming back to this play over and over again it wasn't just that one time you performed it and that's it it's just like it's it kind of stays in your Cor head and correct because it's, it's not it's not the gay crucible you know, yeah, okay. I mean, although, although it does, it is a it is about a witch hunt, so there are many parallels to that. Yeah, because I was but, kind of wondering about that when I looked at the at the premise of it. You know, because witch hunt, you immediately think of the correct. crucible or something. But I think something that speaks to what you brought up about you know confronting the audience with things that they are uncomfortable with. Yeah. Uh, again, as you know from seeing the shows, that's yeah. something we do like to do. We like to hold our audiences accountable for mm. things. And I, and I think that is something the audience really enjoys too, is, is being engaged on that, um, with that amount of respect to say like, I think you can deal with being confronted with mm -hmm. this. And yeah. so something that's exciting about the current production is because it was cast 
multiracially uh, with different ages and different abilities, it allows this story, this historic story of, of a silencing mm -hmm. and erasing of, of these boys to be told by a group that kind of represents uh, in, individuals and communities that still are kind of silenced even within uh, very progressive circles. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that, that seems to be something that today I think people sometimes take for granted that, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. We now have gay marriage everywhere. Uh, you know, people are able to come out more to their families and people. And yet, you know, there are times where it's just, well, all right, you can come out to these people. You still maybe can't come out to these people. It can sometimes be like, all right, who do I completely tell the truth to? And so... I would think, yeah, definitely the subject matter would still, you know, it would not only be as relevant as ever, it would probably even more relevant. Yeah, and I think, too, something we discussed uh, in, in rehearsal, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that that uh, felt uh, right is that this, this play, like Stan said, is about how a, a group of individuals deal with a crisis yeah. and, and how people go into survival mode and survival instincts and who turns on who, who stays true to themselves. Uh. But it's also a play about um, you being told that your identity mm. is wrong yeah. so and, it, and, and that then, you need yeah. to conform to the mainstream or else. And so even though this, this play is about the homosexual community at, at Harvard, but it also uses that as a lens to you know, uh, allow people to imagine. You can you can put this in other contexts. Yeah. Of course, like I say, a crisis. Yeah, that that could be, it can be most crises. It could be a lot of things like that. Um, yeah. So um, this production is going on uh, later this month, right? Oct late October and early November. Uh, when's the first uh, show date? Wednesday, October twenty-first. Wednesday, October twenty-first. Okay. And uh, and I should also mention that, uh, like I said, when. Uh, you know that you guys are again. This is the first sort of public play, so to speak. People can go to your website and buy tickets, right? Yeah, tickets are on sale. So if you go to therepresentatives.org, um, there's mm -hmm. a little tab for for Veritas, and you can uh, you can buy the tickets. And just like with all of our shows, each performance is followed by a party, um, because that's okay. okay that's cool. So there's still going to be some party time. Absolutely, that's because you know. A big thing for us with the representatives, as you know, is we like to make art, but we also like to provide the space to to discuss that art and drink while discussing it uh, <laughs> uh, afterwards. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it op yeah, um, the first performance is on the 21st. You can buy tickets on the website, and because this is the first uh, show open to the general public, we would we would love people who have not had access to our work because of its invite-only nature to, to come see the show. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try. I'm gonna tell some people to definitely come to this who haven't uh, come yet. And uh, also on Facebook, too, under the representatives, uh, if you just do a search. I, I think that uh, – is it facebook.com slash the representatives or is it – I think it's the representatives – Veritas play or something like that. Uh, actually, actually, on on Facebook, I think you can just search the representatives, and that'll be the easiest okay. link to our yeah. to our. And Facebook I'll make page. sure, of course, to put this on the our Facebook page, so hopefully it'll be pretty easy to find. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm like I said, I'm really excited about this play and seeing it, and uh, and uh, th thank you guys for coming on here. And I should mention that uh, what, I'm, what we're going to try to do. Uh, is we're going to have kind of a part two where I'll, I'll talk with Stan and we'll have kind of an in-depth conversation about playwriting and, and all that good stuff. 
so and uh, so that, uh, like I said, well, uh, check back in with us on the Wages of Cinema for part two of uh, the Representatives' conversation. And uh, remember, the Wages of Cinema is death.